Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. So it was New Year's a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah, New Year's is always tough for me because I just can't help but feel like I'm a loser and worthless and accomplish nothing. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but uh, it's something I brought up to Dr. Steve, and he was a little curious, so we talked about it. This notion of self-worth, self-value, and yeah, hope you enjoy. It's released today. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. Get my other validation in. Uh, well, I, it's funny you bring that up Alex, because... I wish I had known that before we started this session. Yeah. Um, I, I think at some point I talk about how there were times where you've said things that I didn't necessarily agree with mm. and how that's normal and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, I wonder if Dr. Steve's going to listen to this and be like, what do you mean you disagree with me? <laughs> yeah. Um. So... There was something that I did want to talk about with this being a new, you know, technically it's going to be 2023. Yeah. Um, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about stuff relating to our conversation and Google, you know, the Google Maps conversation. That was like one of our first, right? Yeah. Um, I think the last couple weeks, probably the last two weeks, been sort of challenging in this regard challenging it's been sort of exhausting emotionally the end of the year is 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 kind of tough for me mm-hmm. um because i find myself like most people doing the like okay what's everything i accomplished mm-hmm. what's everything i want to accomplish and um that's just this just like general idea of like okay well another year's gone like what do you have to show for it and that can be really tough, mm. uh, especially the vo- the questions that come up are like, "Am I? Do I know what I'm doing? Like, am I heading in the right direction? <laughs> like, did I really get that much done? Um, do I have anything to show for it?" A bit. It's like that. Those questions are kind of on re- repeat on a loop for the last two weeks, mm-hmm. and it's really exhausting. Um, and like and it, I think what compounds it is when I was younger, I was like, okay, I got some leeway, I got some runway, right? Mm-hmm. I'm only 23, you know. No one really expects too much of a 23 year old. But now it's like, you know, with each passing year, it's like I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the fact that I'm an adult, and it sounds weird saying it because I th- there are a lot of times I have to remind myself, <coughs> hey, you're a grown ass man, like mm. you're not a kid. You're not still figuring things out. You you are an established professional. You sh- should have a family. You know, a lot of people your age have kids, homes, careers. It, it's just, um, it can get really exhausting to think about all that. So, it's been hard. Yeah, so to me, you're going back to the shoulds. Like, what should I have accomplished by this time? whose rules and so the, the moment you said i've been thinking a lot about this and you know people get to this place in their life and they should have done i'm like okay who's saying that who, who yeah. where, where's that come from uh it comes from everywhere social media it comes from my family um no one explicitly ever i think the, the most i hear it like word for word is usually my parents but they don't say it that 
starkly they'll be like say things like so like how much money did you make or like how many clients you got what's your plan to grow the business mm-hmm. and it's it's delivered in a way where it's like <laughs> to go back to our last session it doesn't sound very much like a scientist <laughs> like yeah okay it sounds more like a lawyer mm-hmm. um and that's tough the should you should yeah. be at this place yeah you should have you should be making this much you should have accomplished this much why do you only have 1.3 children i'm going to share uh, this is a, a, a crazy story so my grandpa uh rest in peace he was a really kind of iconic man he's just like the best way i can describe him i'm reading a book on andrew carnegie Mm-hmm. And I just get lots of those vibes of just like he was very entrepreneurial. He grew up with nothing, was dirt poor, grew up in the depression, and then slowly built his his way up to you know providing for his family and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. um, was quite successful. Not like ridiculously successful, but hey, um, successful guy. And I'll never forget. I was twenty six. And I was really excited because I was working at a job at an ad agency in town that I was really excited to be working at and they had just given me a raise, mm-hmm. a big raise. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my grandpa how excited I was about it and he was really excited for me. He's like, that's great, you know. I'll love to hear that and he stopped. He's like, um, so you're making six figures then, right? And I'll never forget, I just stopped and I was like, uh no because i was not i was making half of that you know but it Mm -hmm. still felt like a lot to me and i was still really excited or it wasn't half it was i forget what it was but i'll just never forget the like look at his face when he was like so you're making this much money right Right. and i think that sort of has been the kind of like running thing it's like whatever success i've had there's always that follow-up question that's like well, you've, you know, so that means you're, you're at this level, right? And, um, yeah, I kind of carry that feeling with me, especially around this time of year. The new year is, is particularly hard for me because I'm like, I, I feel the need to categorize like, okay, what are the, you know, all the shoulds come out, they come just bursting through the door. That's like picture like, a hundred nails in a and they're just all getting hammered. A mm. hundred hammers. You know, each one nails a different should. Um so yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to to digest, a lot to track. Yeah. A lot to live up to. A lot to live up to. And I <laughs> I hope I doesn't doesn't sound like I'm disparaging my grandpa in any way because, you know, I love the guy and um I think that there's just, I struggle with this idea of like what I'm expected to accomplish or what I, I don't even know what I expect. I feel like I have an understanding of what I expect and want to accomplish for myself. Like what, mm-hmm. what motivates me, what excites me. But sometimes I don't even know if that belongs to me or, you know, did I adopt that from other people and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my sense is that you're not alone in this, that there's a lot of people who kind of get to the end of this 
the end of a year and kind of evaluate and there's you know there's things that we have to do we have to declare income to our you know we we do a tax return yeah there that's one one measure of how well we we are doing quote unquote um how we have it measured up maybe yeah um and this kind of again there's a lot so that I take stock every year of like, hey, I, I have a annual plan. So I just created my plan for 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's not all like career focus. It's like personal goals yeah. and stuff like that. And for 2022, like I definitely hit, I'd say like 50% of my mm-hmm. goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things that I still am unhappy with. And I've been, I think, stuck in that. I've been stuck in that feeling of unhappiness and like wanting to point the finger like, Oh, what circumstances, you know, who's not making this easier for me or like, who's not making me feel better about this. Um, so Alex, how will you know when you're content? Uh, I'll just feel it. You know, I won't be, what do you mean? A, a good example is like, I can tell, I know a day, a good day when I feel it because Oh, the, the easiest thing I can point to is when I sing or hum when I drive home from or drive to or, or home from work. It's a marker. Yeah. Like or if, if, if I'm, I'm like, if I'm humming on the way home or singing yeah. along with the radio on or my way home. When I wake up in the morning day. and I'm humming, it's been a good day. Um, I know that sounds very, very specific, but, uh, I compare it to like if it was a spectrum of like okay wh- how how loud is the self talk how loud are the shoulds mm-hmm. and I will be content when the shoulds don't feel as loud or when they are there but I can just say yeah hello shoulds nice to see you again but uh, doesn't mean anything. Just a just a bunch of shoulds doing their thing, mm. the cacophony of sh- shoulds. Mm-hmm. Why do you ask that question? Because uh, you you kind of like had a little bit of a smirk when you asked it, so I was like, <laughs> "Is there something else I, going on there?" Because my experience of you is that you're off. Is that in our conversations, you often talk about being unfulfilled or like not measuring up in some way. Yeah, and so like, well, how would you know if you did measure up? Like. And what would, like, do you get to die then? Do you get to check out? Do you get to give yourself a break? I mean, how? I would get so, to give so, myself a break. So but what would that even look like? More humming than shooting? Yeah. So when the humming Just like less, out the should? Yeah, less, less, uh, like, less beating myself up. What if, what if the shoulds also contribute to you getting up in the morning and I, yeah. go, getting after it? That's the great exhausting irony i i understand that there is some good there um because without the i mean the shoulds are a weird way my motivation in in you know in like in therapy we we talk about you know you shouldn't should on yourself (laughs) yeah yeah and how that sounds right yeah um i don't know in some ways this this kind of reminds me a little bit of the conversation we had at one time about the difference between guilt and shame Right, guilt can be a motivator. I feel like I'm not measuring up to my own personal ethic, 
Mm-hmm. I let I let myself down. I let other people that I care about down. That's a guilt thing. Oh, you know, I'm such a loser. I did the, you know, that's the shame part. I don't think wallowing in shame helps, but I do think that, that guilt can help. I need to change. It can be a corrective kind of a thing. Um, so what is a should? What is an obligation? What is a response to a personal ethic that I have? Like, are there some shoulds that mm. that I take on because... That's how I want to be known. Because of the guilt. That's not not so much the guilt, but I want to be this kind of a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that means I should behave in these ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want to be a trustworthy person. And therefore, I'm going to only speak the truth so that people can trust me. So I put myself in a position to be trusted by others. And I believe that, you know, then the next step is I believe that being trusted by others is going to lead to more business, it's going to lead to better relationships, it's going to lead to more influence in my kids' lives, those kinds of things. It reminds me when we talked about Google Maps, which is like being motivated by, it's kind of like being motivated by things that bring me joy or feel true to my authentic self versus being like shamed by things, shamed into things, Right. right? Like being pushing towards something versus being dragged towards something are two right. different ways of experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And if, if I can, you know, spending more time being like, well, what do I want? But I asked the question because I, I think that you often feel un, uh, yeah, you know, uncontented. Is that a word? I don't know. Not content. I know what you're trying to say though. Incontinent. <laughs> Does that mean? I think that's what it is. Doesn't that you mean often, you can't go to the bathroom or something? Like you you just go all the time. Yeah, you go yeah. all the time. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, depends. Is, was that a pun? Okay. There yes. you go. Well done. Um, bottom, I bottom am, uh, I do feel unfulfilled. Yes. But I, I think, uh, again, because 2023, the new year rolls around and I'm like, here, I know I want to do these things. And they're big things and they're great things that they excite me, but... I also acknowledge the fact that they are hard to do. You know, it's not like I'm setting goals of like, I want to do 15 push-ups every morning. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, I want to win an Oscar. Like, you know, some of those things are just going to be outside of your control. Um, and I think having lofty kind of goals and ambitions, I fall into this trap of being like, well, I didn't, I haven't gotten any closer to them. So clearly I'm a, clearly I'm a dumbass, you know? Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, like this conversation, what's coming up for me is you you think about people like, um, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, who, you know, wears the t-shirt hardest worker in the gym, hardest person in the hardest worker in the room, Kobe Bryant, who, you know, if he has a bad game, he stays and he practices and he's up at four in the morning and he gets after it. And he's like, because he's driven by, I don't want to just be in the NBA. I don't want to just be the greatest. I want to be the very greatest, not just the greatest I can be, but the greatest that anybody has ever been. And, and so I know that there are people out there like that and that comes with a certain cost. A hundred percent. Right. And the rewards are, are probably commensurate with the kind of cost, like the more that you're willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. to be that best, then, then the payoff is, is greater. But there's a lot of us who are like, I want to be good. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be up at four, yeah, shooting foul shots. I don't, <laughs> I don't need 
all those muscles. I want so so. My question to you is: Are you the are you on the Kobe Bryant, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know, I feel Oprah like Winfrey I'm, part of the yeah part of the continuum, or are you somewhere on the other end? I feel like I'm too well adjusted to be on the Kobe Bryant, <laughs> you know, like I and I'm, the reason I say that is I remember watching the Michael Jordan The Last Dance yeah. series, and my big takeaway I don't know if we've talked about this here. Mm-mm. My big takeaway was like. Man, Michael Jordan's a lonely, lonely dude. And I'll never forget there was a segment where he was talking about his relationship with his brother and his father. Mm. And his brother was very handy, and so was his dad. And they would work on things with their hands together. Mm. And J- Michael would try to get involved, and his dad would be like, You don't know what you're doing. Like, you suck at this. <laughs> and Michael, in the documentary, is like, At that point, I told myself, I'm going to be great at something. And and then it all clicked for me. It was like this guy's entire career was built upon uh, feeling inadequate and being like, I'm going to conquer this feeling of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I okay, I, maybe I'm reading this completely wrong. And but I think that I I totally agree that in order to be great, there the sacrifices you have to make are ridiculous, or just you know ridiculous to me, not ridiculous to those who make them. Obviously, worthwhile. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to be, I want to raise a family. I want to be a good husband. I want to be involved in my kid's life. You want to be the Michael Jordan of husbands? The Michael Jordan of dads? No, because then I wouldn't have a career. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I want to just be balanced. Um, But I want to be, yeah, I look at my favorite directors, right? There's this guy, Edgar Wright, who, um, uh, He's he's a very talented director. He, I mean, you're familiar with Quentin Tarantino. No, he's very similar to Quentin Tarantino in the sense he's, he's very stylized, not nearly as much violence. Uh-huh. Lots uh, of blood. Yeah, not not nearly as much blood, but like the same appreciation for pop culture and like it's just they're very similar. But anyway, he's British, so he's the British version of Quentin Tarantino. Is what I like to say. But uh, I follow him a lot on on social media, and I've always admired his work and his work ethic. I've watched all his, a lot of interviews and stuff. And like on Instagram, every month he posts all of the movies he's watched. And um, every month he, this guy watches like 50 films. Mm. And I, I, I bring this up because I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is like, well, that's what it's going to take, you know? So it's this weird like battle between what I would like to aspire to be and what I'm feel comfortable putting in and it's like almost it's like okay well it's it's one of you know which is it like you can aspire for greatness but if you, if you don't if you really don't feel comfortable with putting in all that stuff then that's that's totally fine and don't beat yourself up because you're not you know edgar wright like how could you be edgar wright you're not you're not putting in that kind of right and when and when you take one element of edgar wright's um life mm-hmm. his prowess at directing his professional prowess right yeah um we don't know what kind of roommate he is or father or husband a million son, percent you know like we we don't know that those things and so i mean the reality is that a lot of people thought michael jordan was kind of a douche you know yes a lot of people think larry bird was kind of a jerk yeah and um and yet 
the admiration, the respect for, the, you know, and I don't know what their personal lives were like. Yeah. You, can, you know, yeah. on court, off court. And um, so what, you know, I think that's, that's the, 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 the trap in our social media rich environment where we see people's lives and we see one dimension. We see all their travels, all the great times they're having with their kids. And we don't, we don't hear their marital arguments. We don't hear their yelling at their kids and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so we set these lofty goals. I want to be like that, but I'm not willing to watch 50 movies. Yeah. I don't, you know, I can value what he does. I'm glad he does it. I'm glad there's products that he's produced that I get to enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's hard. But I'm not sure I want to take that on. I'm not sure I'm. I have, I fall into that trap a lot. And I, my, again, my brain can acknowledge that it's a trap mm-hmm. of this like comparison sort of loop. Um, but it's still very exhausting to, you know, Sometimes, some days, it's the first thought that comes in my mind the moment I wake up, and it's the last thing I think about when I go to bed, is you haven't done enough today, you've wasted another day, you're still this far from your goals, you know, and like... You're never going to make it? Yeah. And every, you know, I used to have it way, way more. How did it change? I don't know. I think with therapy, my work with George really helped. And just, um, George has been really good about being like, look at the things you have done and how much joy they've brought in you and focus on that joy that you get from what you have done. Um, also to having Haley has helped, I think having a buddy, you know, Mm -hmm. knowing that there's stuff that exists outside of my like tunnel vision, right? She kind of pulls me out of my tunnel vision. Um, I don't know. Like yeah. the thing, the thing about having a buddy, having someone, someone like a a, a Haley and Haley, <laughs> you know, who who says you're not just a director to me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're a successful director is great. Your vocation that you th- that's part of who you are. But that's not the totality of who you are. I like you because of these other things. It's hard for me to remember that you know. Like sometimes she says that and I'm like, I don't believe you. Mm. Like how could, you know, the other things you're listing aren't that impressive. Mm -hmm. To me, the only thing that's impressive is like what defines you as your success at your, your vocation, which is super unhealthy. Well, but some of that is probably my guess is some of that you got two very successful parents, right? Yeah. You got a grandfather who says you're, pulling down six figures, right? I mean, these tapes are in your head yeah. as well. And that doesn't mean that our parents are horrible people because uh, they set expectations or they've, they've lived their lives in a certain way that you've looked at and said, wow, th- these are successful people. Um, yeah. I would like to emulate that. Nothing, nothing wrong with wanting to emulate uh, success. Yeah. But I'm, balance. Are, am I a human being, a human doing? You know, that's the... Am I a human doing? It's tough to balance... Like I what I do, who you want to emulate versus who you want to be, what you want to emulate versus who you want to be. Like I'm reading this book about Andrew Carnegie, and like, oh, by the time he was 30 years old, he was worth you know however many millions of dollars. He owned a steel mill. He does stuff. It's like, oh, I should be like that, or I want to be like that. But yeah, then you read it. little bits of his person. It's like, whoa, that sucked. Like he didn't get married until he was 50. 
50, I think. Like he missed out on all of these years of mm-hmm. relationship and family and not, not to pass judgment, but it's like, it's just really trippy. It just sucks to have a lot of self-talk about like, here are the standards, right? Of what you need to be up against. But then a part of me is like, I don't really think that I want, you know, from what I've... But that's if Andrew Carnegie's your standard. Yeah. Yeah, is and it? sometimes it feels like it is. I don't know why. Yeah, that's... You need to figure that out. Or Ben Franklin, you know? It's like you read these, book about, these books about these people, and you're like, well, I want to do these things. I want to be like these people. They, they're mm-hmm. awesome. But... Uh, so what if what if you're the Andrew Carnegie to your family? What if mm-hmm. you're the Andrew? What if you're the Ben Franklin to your son? Or you're mm-hmm. you know like when people yeah, when kids yeah, write yeah, their yeah, essays yeah. about my my hero is my dad. You know my hero is my my mom. Or that would if, be trippy. What if your sphere of influence is not world kind, humankind? But what if it's like the people that are in my orbit are going to be treated respectfully by me, and I'm going to. I'm going to try and pay my bills. I'm going to try and... That I can control. I can try and provide experiences for the people around me or... Yeah. And I do take a lot of... Like, that makes me happy to think that, like, people in my orbit be like, yeah, I can... Alex treats me with respect. He's a nice guy. He makes me laugh. He works hard. Pays his taxes. The government's like, yeah, Alex is a great guy. He pays his taxes. Pays his taxes. Um... Yeah. I think I, I there's a lot of work for me yet to be done in terms of like like who I'm putting on a pedestal and why I'm putting them on a pedestal and why I feel compelled <clears throat> to to try to live up to that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean I think I think the question you need to be asking yourself is how will I know when I'm content? Yeah. And does that mean that I stop? Like, is there a place where I arrive and I stop being Ben Franklin? You know, do I stop inventing things? Do I stop? Mm-hmm. Or do, or is being the Ben Franklin, the Andrew Carnegie, is that more of a state of mind? It's like, you know, I'm, I like where I'm at. I like who I am. I like how I show yeah. up. I think if I just win one Oscar, then it'll be fine. Yeah. Is that a serious goal? Yeah, it is. And I don't like saying it because people are like, but yeah, I want to win an Oscar. Well, people win them. I know. I know. That's what I say. But everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous to say that on the podcast because people I know are like, you want to win an Oscar? Yeah. It's interesting. It's like like in sports teams when a team has been decimated by trades or something like that and someone says, well, what's your goal? Well, our goal is to win the national championship. They're like, Like, really? Do you think you're going to? Well, I, shouldn't I have that as my goal? Shouldn't yeah. we aspire to something? So if that's the pinnacle, yeah. shouldn't you be aspiring to the pinnacle? I mean... Totally. I want to I stay at making $25,000 a year. Yeah, that right, would, right. I, that would make me content just if I could make... So right now I feel like the Detroit Lions saying I want to win a... The Detroit Lions wanting to win a Super Bowl. It's kind of like what I'm afraid it sounds like. But, yeah, but but right now, the context of that statement is yep. they're doing good and they're trending up and they're, yep. they're they had a lousy first half of the season and now they're being very competitive. Yeah, and people are very high on them. Are they? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think I'm just caught in the first half, watching their hard knocks, being like, "We're going to compete every game." Like the first four games, there. I mean, I think it's a great 
metaphor because the way the sports pe- the sports world is talking about them in particular is that mm-hmm. they're trending up and they're harder to beat than they, than they were early on in the season. And they're changing a culture. Yeah. And all great things take time. And I'm, I am, I think it's, you know, again, it's just every year it's like, can't look at it as one year. It's a journey. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I have made a lot of progress and I'm excited about the future, but just a lot of self-talk that I got to work through. And, uh, my, my sense is that the answer to what will make me content is going to change over your lifetime and that, and that as your life circumstances change, um, that the the response to that is going to change and that, and that from one year to the next, maybe it's, I'm not making as much money or maybe I'm not as, you know, but here's, here are the things I'm really content about and here are the things that really are, are bringing me happiness. Yep. Focusing on those. I had a gratitude journal. It was like every night I tried to write three things that I was that were good for my day, mm-hmm. and that's not easy because it got to the point where I felt like I was making stuff up. Like it wasn't stuff that actually brought me joy. Mm. It's like, oh, I you know I did well on a project. It's like, no, it's hard to be grateful for me. Optimism is is a is a practiced habit. Uh, or gratitude is a practice to have it, but I'm working on building those neural pathways and uh, I will continue to work, build upon that in 2023. So here's to the new year. Happy 2023, everyone. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up. I know you got to go crush it on the pickleball courts. That's what they say. Serve some aces. I don't know if you can ace people in pickleball. I I have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you serve it overhand or is it underhand? It's always underhand. Okay. Yeah. Underhanded. Hmm. So do you ace them because it's like a drop shot and they can't get to it in time, or is it it's so hard it blows by them? I'm interested if it's an underhand serve. Yeah. Well, you have to serve underhanded. Yeah. How do you uh, ace someone? Do you put top spin and? Sometimes it just don't get to Yeah, it, I, I guess. guess. I guess so. All right. I think it's going to go out, but it lands in. Yeah. Well, good luck. And again, thanks for your time All as right. always. Happy and, New uh, Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Catch you later. Bye.